What's up, you guys, and welcome back to the Milk, Honey, and Cocoa podcast. Woo-hoo. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning back in. All right, you tuned the book in. I hope you have your drink. All right, I hope you have your drink. If you don't have your drink, you better be on your way to work or on your way to the gym. Only exceptions, okay? Only exceptions, or you already at work, all right? Um, but we definitely about to go ahead and get started. I just, just want to remind you guys to make sure you head over to our website, themilkhoneycocoapodcast.com. So that way you can follow us on all platforms, all right? On Twitter, Milk Honey Cocoa. On Instagram, Milk Honey and Cocoa Podcast. All right. Um, I'm going to start the podcast off a little bit different. I usually start off with the affirmation, but I want to start off with the quote and with the affirmation. Okay. To be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be enraged almost all the time. If you know James Baldwin, then you know that quote, okay? It's probably uh, one of my faves, I mean, for obvious reasons. So that's the tone I kind of wanted to start the podcast off, all right? Now, let me go ahead and bring the daily affirmation, the daily affirmation. Here and now is where my power is. Sweet, simple, straight to the point, guys. So I'm going to give you some time, clear your throat, cut your... Cut your your phone off real quick and just say this really loud and say it proud. Here and now is where my power is. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get this episode started. Remember to go to our website. Follow us on everything. The Milk Honey Cocoa Podcast dot com. Hey, friend. First off, where have you been? What are you up to? Girl, I haven't heard from you in a long time. I know you're going through some things, and I just definitely want to let you know that you are still that motherfucking bitch, girl. And we back, and we back, and we back. Like that, like that, like that. Ooh. Ooh, y'all, this, doing this podcast shit really has me, like, paying attention to how I sound. I don't know. I don't sound too annoying no more. I used to think, like, ugh, take me off snap. Mute that snap, but it's all right now. <laughs> um, but no, um, obviously, you see the title of this episode and sort of what we're going to be talking about. You know, hopefully with that affirmation, you can kind of get into it. And I really, really was sparking this conversation while I want to talk about this. Of course, it stemmed from like, you know, some topics that I've been seeing a lot this week and just 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 me meshing in just like what I, my thoughts on things and in this current situation kind of just like want me to just mesh that with this. And so I'm not going to stay on it too long. Like, you know, what brought me to this point? Uh, but definitely, you know, seeing everything in the media, everybody, you guys are on Twitter, you guys are on Instagram, you're seeing everything in the media in regards to uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union's uh, child. And I just, this just makes me want to remind people that will remind black people that we need to get our, our priorities together. You know, I think that while media, white media decides to discuss 
you know, things such as, you know, a child's gender identity or, you know, sexual preference, there are so many things that white media could could shed light on that, that is so much more important. And I think that as black people, we gotta know like when we're being when, when we're distracted from things that should be a priority. And a big reason why I wanted to kind of like shed light to James Baldwin, and it just I guess he just kind of like you know came in on my mind was just because obviously, right, like his sexuality, like it, it was a part of who he was. But also with him understanding that he lit that as a black person, you are living in oppression, that fighting white supremacy was inevitably like his his priority because then in fighting against the injustice that he fought as a black person, he was also fighting for himself and his sexuality like it's one and the same. And so I think that. We just can't allow things to distract us from their from the one many one of many things that our energy needs to be directed in. And what do I mean by that? And I know a lot of people, uh, you know, especially in the LGBTQ community, are gonna say, "Well, my you know my sexuality is also something that's important to fight for," and it is. Um, but there are also people within that community that oppress you and can oppress others. And you have to remember that. And I think that within the LGBTQ community on the white end, they're using, you know, your actual struggle that you face mainly as a black person to mesh and go ahead and reap those benefits of your oppression and say, oh, well, yeah, we're the same because it's very different for you. And so, I mean, that's just me on the outside speaking in, into the LGBTQ community. So that's my opinion. And of course, I'm always up to like, not debate, but just like hear other perspectives and everything. But that's just my perspective on it. I think that, you know, main, a lot, there's, there are some, some white LGBTQ that are, that, that oppress others and that are very much so anti-black as well. And so I think that, you know, at the end of the day, I think you have, we have to prioritize like fighting the root of that racism, you know, and, and along that your sexuality is who, is who you are, you know, that's something that people, you should demand respect for that at all times while also, you know, fighting the system. Okay. Um, but now just, just switching it off of that, cause that's not like the main piece. Like that's definitely not the main piece. I just think that, you know, it's very easy for us, especially with media. And we have to understand that it's white media that, they're going to prop something up like this situation versus talking about, you know, the racism that children are facing in schools, right? The system of of the, the education system, uh, the food deserts. When I say food deserts, I mean the fact that there are black children that can't get like good quality food. Like even as adults, like the grocery store in our neighborhoods is not gonna have some of the same food and quality of food when you go to another grocery store. And so I think those are the things that we should be focusing on, finances. I know that in our community, like, you know, uh, Marcus Garvey spoke a lot about this and and economic freedom and liberation and how that will lead to, you know, the fight against oppression. And, you know, those are things that we should really, really focus in on as black people and unite with each other, you know? And to to be all the way 100 with it, I think we're so afraid too because not every just because you know you're black and 
and you know you you somewhat coming into your consciousness like everybody don't have to be an activist everybody doesn't have to be you know i think that's what scares some people a little bit to make them just want to just not even want to talk about it not address it because they think that oh from the moment that you address what it what it is then at, at that point you know you have to be, you have to be this all-out activist in the streets doing this and that and it's not that you know it's, it's not that and I think we have to take away the stigma away from being slightly conscious or I don't even like using that term because I think that we should all be at this point in time in 2020 with technology with the internet like we should be somewhat aware of the circumstances that we're in and that it should just be a part of life and there shouldn't be no negative stigma on it and so um, with that being said we have to realize that it's the small things like understanding economic power right then translating that into our financial literacy within our homes and making sure that we are creating you know the money and the generational wealth for us to be able to have a say so when it comes to politics and I am saying politics with quotations because my thoughts on politics are neither here or there um but money drives all of that money really drives decision making in this country and that's just what it is okay you can disagree with me or not I mean that's just my opinion it's probably not changing um but those are the things I feel like as black people we should focus on we need to be focusing on Getting these coons the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. I, I, there is no way I've thought about it long and hard. There is no nice way to say it. Okay. If you are a black person, I don't care what type of black person, where you where you come from. If you're a Nigerian black person, if you're a foundational black American black person, if you're a Jamaican black person, if you are still kissing the tails of white mommy and daddy, I am sorry. We got to get that. We got to stop that. We got to trust each other. And I think that a lot of the reasons why we don't trust each other because if it's white, it's right. Subconsciously, we don't say that, you know, people don't say that out loud, but subconsciously, you know, you, you are comfortable with if it's white, it's right. And so we don't support each other and we don't you know, hop out on faith with each other in that same aspect. And sometimes, okay, if we do support somebody and someone does do wrong by us, then why are we doing wrong by some, you know, we, we should, we need to make those changes within ourselves so we can trust each other and work with each other. And those people that just want to coon it up and they just got to go. We got to, you know, you're not, you're not with it. You're not with, with moving us forward. And, you know, I think that's the main thing, you know. Um, another piece once we get past the financial literacy part I think it's really just um, like having our own like creating our own systems and you know that's going to take a lot of work but then it, but again it just revolves around us being unified and it's hard to be unified if people want to separate themselves from blackness when it really matters and what do I mean by that? So this turns, this is going to sector into a whole nother topic as well. So we talk, everybody knows what culture appropriation, or cultural appropriation is, right? Sorry, I burped y'all. Um, but we talk a lot about cultural appropriation when it comes to like anyone that is not of the African descent is not black, right? That, that even, okay, even, yeah, if you're not black, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say if you're not black, whatever. Um, appropriating our culture and doing things of our culture just for the fetishness of it and fetishizing, fetishizing our culture and what it is to be black. 
but we don't talk about it when we do it amongst each other. And let me break that down because it might, you know, it's, it's very similar. You don't want to, I don't want y'all to get it confused. Okay. Everybody is about our culture and, and, and it's about it until it's really time to be about it. And so, you know, we love our shit. We love our culture. But then we take everything as a fucking joke. Like, if we're going to love our culture, let's love it all the way. Let's let's love it when it matters. Like, let's love it when it's time to make those big decisions. And I think that ties into the stigma of, you know, the negative stigma that being conscious has. It's like we're so quick to want to just just laugh and dance and have a good time that anytime it's something serious I think that as a collective we get uncomfortable and it's just like we make it lame to really when it, when it's time to get down to the nitty-gritty and be black and be about our shit we don't do it you know we just don't and we have to stop doing that you know yeah it's cute it's cute when we know how to hoop and when we can play ball and when we can dance and create all the newest dances because we've been we've been doing that but now it's like at some point we have to get serious like there's nothing wrong with being serious and tying it back to what James Baldwin said it's just it's like when you even become the slightest conscious like you these things are stuff that's gonna run through your mind like when you're at the store when you're at work like when you're interacting with other people like these are the things that cause that causes you to be enraged because you start to notice these things and we can't suppress it you know you when you notice it you can't just try to suppress it and make everything a joke and make everything funny or say oh it's not a big deal or we shouldn't take this that serious like nah we should take being black very fucking serious because at the end of the day they take their shit so serious they take their shit so serious that they be on cold and we don't even know they be on cold they could be disagreeing and we wouldn't even know it. We would think even sometimes we even think that they, they want us, they smoke a mirror. They want us to think they disagree, but be on cold and the motherfucker behind closed doors. So we just really need to uh yeah, just really get serious. Get serious about that. And I mean, some things I'm not gonna just be preaching to preaching because I'm not nowhere near fucking like perfect like you know there's some things that we could try to do in our day-to-day and that I try to do in my day-to-day you know I try to make it a conscious effort to notice the things around me and notice the situations that I'm in and I try to correct others when I can and educate others when I can for instance you know at work I'll be putting you know okay I was one co-worker he he of course he's he's white but he loves to have the conversation and so I don't, I, when I bring up, when we have those conversations and we talk about history and we talk about oppression and we talk about white supremacy, like I'm very straightforward about it. And of course, I'm sure deep down, he's just like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. But I have those conversations. And if he's with me too, I'm, look, I don't want you to hear. This is, this is the real. And we know what's up. We know what's up. We know the game. And this is what it is. Um, some of the things I try to do in my day to day, um, I just try to be up on game and, and knowledge. As of recently, I am trying to work financial literacy into my everyday like routine. Like, you know, I know a part of being aware is knowing what the what you come from in regards to like my family system. So financial literacy is something that's hard, you know, that has been hard for me to grasp and understand that I need to make these changes. But I'm making an effort to do so because I can't say 
I can't preach that we need this as a people and I'm not taking the small efforts to try to learn it and practice it myself, starting with me and my family. Um, of course, always shop back, shop black. Like I want to get to the certain point where I can really like shop black all the way. Uh, that's like a huge goal for me. I'm talking about from like small at home stuff to like, you know, bigger stuff. Like the more black, the better. No matter if I have not such a good experience, like I, because when I have a bad experience with these bigger companies, I don't, my ass be right back. So I try to like to not let that be the thing. Cause I see that a lot too. Like we'd be on Twitter, we'd be like, see, this is my own shop, black, this is my own. I'd be like, you know what? Nah, nah, nah. We be kind of janky sometimes, but let me go ahead and try somebody else. So that's something that I'm I'm trying to work on as well. Um, definitely something that doesn't stop is just like being up on history. Like not the history that we all that's that we barely been been taught for here, you know, here in America. Um, but just history beyond that, like the actual actual history, <laughs> you know, beyond slavery, beyond beyond them getting slaves, like just the, the real, you know, learning about Moors, of course, that's always a good point of reference for somebody who may be like, Jada, what in the actual fuck are you talking about? Um, but just learn, just like looking into things of like what things were like before all of that, when majority of the population of the world um, was of melanated people. So digging into that, I love all of the Hidden Color series. I love uh, just listening to different podcasts whether it's on YouTube or whatever that just talks about that. Like, that's like how I, you know, I may not pick up those books and read them all the time uh, just because the type of books I like. Like, I like fast-paced, like, real storytelling books. But I do definitely, I can enjoy, like, watching a documentary or listen to somebody talk game and talk about it. Um, so those are just some small things. Like, I, you know, I plan on when I haven't kids have kids to talk to them about those type of things and just try to be up on game with that I definitely think like land ownership is something that's a big thing for me that I find is important not just because like just to own land because I mean when you die so it goes to you know to, to you to your, your bloodline but just because I want to learn how to be more holistic I think that being consciousness in the food that we eat. I don't want to learn how to like be able to grow my own food. I know that's not, it's probably not weird. I'm sure a lot of people probably think that like they want to learn how to grow their own food because even when we do shop organic, it's probably not really organic. And just everything is just, even if you go vegan, right? Like some of the fruits and veggies still have chemicals in it. So, you know, even though it's better than not than the meat, it's just still there's toxicness like you can't just really totally get away from it so one day when I'm nice and and I can grow some good some good food for myself I want to learn how to be able to do that just in case if I can't go to the store anymore um and definitely you know better eating habits so like those are some of the things that I feel like we can tie into like starting to become aware it doesn't have to always be super I'm going out to the streets. I'm, you know, about to go do a march. Like, I think when we think of being, like, conscious and we think of, like, those things, you know, we try to say, like, oh, it's boring. But it's really not boring. It's really just the intimidation. I think what I believe is just the intimidation piece and feeling like you have to be something totally out left. And it's really not that total left. You know, it's just changes that we make within our own 
individual lives. So hopefully I didn't bamble and babble and talk y'all ears off and have y'all thinking like, what the fuck is she talking about? But I just feel like it's really important because we don't need to be, you know, getting distracted. And I really hate that, you know, Dwayne Wade went on a whole press because I think that's something they should be dealing with, you know, in, in their home. Just because, I mean, we already know what media can do to any situation. And when you do that, you open the floor for so many opinions that's probably not even needed and y'all really don't really even care about. And so I just... Me, if that was me in that situation, which is I'm not, but I just would have handled a little bit more private, letting him deal with that, uh, let her deal with that in the in their home where it's where it's comfort, where you don't have to hear a million people's opinions uh, about the situation. Um, but anyhow, as black people, we don't need to fall into that anyway. Like we shouldn't be running and being the main watchers and viewers of all of that because when it's really time for them to show something they don't show it. When it's really time for them to, you know, talk about our issues for our black our black boys and our black girls and our children, you know, they 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 don't they don't do do it the right way. So we need to be able to control our own narratives. Right. Cool. I'm so glad y'all shed light on this situation because gender identity and sexuality is a thing. That is a thing in adolescence. Like that's a real thing. But now let's not because everything's becoming about sex and 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 that a lot. Like we can't even front. Like you know we see that a lot. And I just like let's let's start talking about some other issues that we're dealing with as well. Uh, because as black people we need to and if they ain't gonna talk about it then we need to create our we need to talk about it on our own platforms you know like i get sick and tired of that too like i don't want to be complaining about what white daddy and white ain't doing for us like fuck it they don't want to do it let's do it ourselves like let's talk about it on our own platforms so that way we can listen to each other and we won't be seeking approval like oh if white daddy talk about it or if media talk about it then i must talk about it like no we could have been talking about that on our own whip amongst our own selves without them. So uh, this reminds me though, before I do get off this topic, uh, this kind of goes back to a question that was on a previous a podcast that I was on, uh, Caden's Corner, okay, uh, about is there such thing as being too woke? And I said there isn't a thing as being too woke, but never take like your wokeness. I'm doing parentheses again and try to like bash or talk down on somebody else. Like never. Like in my everyday life, I probably, I don't because there's no need to bash. Hey, if somebody likes talking about it, I bring it up. If they don't want to talk about it, then I don't. But I'm, you know, never bash anybody just for not wanting to talk about it or be about it. I just know where they stand. They know where I stand on it. And so that's the approach we should take. But as far as being too woke, never. You can never. Because there's always more to learn. It's almost, there's, because there's still a lot for us to do. Uh, keep learning. Keep diving deep. Don't find yourself in a rabbit hole. Don't find yourself to the point where you can't function and just be talking about it all day, every single day. But it should definitely be actions that you should try to put into your life. Okay, so before we get out of here... I do have two books that I want to kind of like, you know, refer you guys to. So uh, last time, I think the last book that we I referred to you guys was on Codependency. 
um, when in regards to self-love, what you learn about yourself and etc. Okay, now this these books that I'm gonna refer to you guys, it's really for the poetry lovers. If you love poetry, if you like to read poetry, it's just, these are just really good books that I've read personally. And I continue to go back to them. Like with poetry, you can continue to go back to it. It's not like once you read it, it's done. So the first book, of course, my girl, I love you, Janae Aiko. That's my girl. That's like my my sister best friend if I feel like meet her in person. So seriously, if like a thousand years from now you watch this, for real, for real. But um, definitely it's going to be her poetry book, Two Fish. So wow, Two Fish. All right, it's really, really good. It's a really easy read if you need poetry to be an easy read. I don't think you should. But it really kind of like flows and it's kind of like journal style, okay? It's very journal style. And the other one, which is really popular, I, I know a lot of people probably, you know, read these books. Actually, my boyfriend got this book for me a while ago. Damn, almost two years ago. Um, The Sun. And her flowers, Rupi Carr. It's that's a really popular uh, poetry artist, book writer, poetry writer, as I should say. And I'm um, recording this on video, so I'm gonna go ahead and show you guys. Okay, the sun and her flowers. So yeah, two really good suggestions for poetry books. And if you haven't really like get, get gotten into reading poetry books, definitely check it out. Like it's really cool. Like. I love listening to poetry and like going to poetry nights. Like when I was on campus in my undergrad years, like I would just love to go to that shit just because it's really cool to kind of just be able to pour your emotions out in word form. And I always wished I was like that creative where I could be like, when I walk in a room and I feel a certain way. Like, see, I'm not even like so, so smooth. I could even think of one on the fly right now, but. Definitely, uh, me and my girl, my girl Casey, she loved pulling up poetry nights, that's my girl. But uh, she took me to one, like a real good one, gave me Love Joan vibes one freaking time. And we had so much fun. We had drinks, it was like a little section. And like some people were funny, some people were about sex, some people was about like real shit. And it was just a really, really good vibe. And I don't think, to be honest, I don't think we found like a good poetry night vibe like that. Uh, but before we go, you know, I am going to tell you guys to go ahead and follow us. Twitter, Milk Honey Coco. Instagram, Milk Honey and the Coco Podcast. Uh, I don't really have a song for this episode, but the song that I was listening to in the beginning, of course, Pussy Fairy by Janae Aiko, Chop and Screw. Uh, so if you haven't checked that out already, which I'm sure y'all have, definitely check that out. But bye.